hey, 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 Brad and Lisa here. Happy New Year. You're living your best life. This is our first show of 2023. That's right. And I'm really grateful. I'm excited and, and, and you know, always happy to be here. Um, I'm going to start, of course, by thanking my amazing sponsors, who I love so, so much. We have Who Who Who. Oh, focus, camera, focus. We have Market Muscles. We have My Studio. We have Kids Love Life Skills. Let me if I can fix that. The joy of technology, right? Whoa. Well, if I look out of focus, that's because I am. I am. Let me see if I can fix that. That makes me nuts. Anyways, hopefully it'll come back and make that adjustment. Uh, my studio, Kids of Life Skills and LC Accounting. All people I love dearly. All new thinkers. You know, I talked a lot about that. I posted at the Disruptor page about new thinking. It's not even critical thinking. We're simply talking about new thinking. I've always been very inspired by people like Steve Jobs. I imagine sitting in that meeting where he said to his designers and coders and everybody there, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do. Well, we're going to build this thing and 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 it's it's going to be smaller than a personal computer, but it's going to be bigger than a cell phone. It's going to do everything a cell phone does, right? And then some. And, and uh, it'll be Wi-Fi ready. You can write on it, do work on it and everything. And we're going to call it an iPad. And at that time, nobody had a tablet, right? And to see them looking at it and going, okay. It's just, I, I find new thinking to be so amazing. And the second part of that, and, and I, I want to share that because I know everybody's all about that. What is it? Chat API. What's it called, Marco? If you can put it in there. Chat API. Put, put, put it in there. There's a, I, I've spent some time there. Um, with that. Hey, what's happening? Let me say hi. Ray Moore, Master May, Ray Moore, Beyond Martial Arts, Bob Poole, Jason, Believe Martial Arts, Conrad, Respect Martial Arts, Happy New Year from Chipley, Florida, Believe Martial Arts, James Walker, hello from the Rocky Mountain, Resilient Martial Arts, Conrad, just back. So it's called Chat GPT. Now, I, I ran it through its paces. You know, I sat there and I played with it and all that. And I'm scared because there's two things about that. You know, I think it's fine if you just want to put, we're closed for snow day, right? And you say, you know, give me an email, give me a quick blurb for snow day, right? I think something like that is fine, but it's really scary when I can say, write me a 1500 word article on focus for children, you know, uh, with ADHD. And, and it's just scary because I, I'm a huge advocate of storytelling, which has gone for, you know, since the beginning of time. And what I have found, because I would consider myself a writer and, and God rest his soul, John Corcoran calls me a black belt writer, is that that process of self-discovery, of discovering your voice, of owning and refining your voice comes through that art of writing. Could you imagine if J.K. Rowling sat there and wrote Harry Potter through AI. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. So I want to be mindful of that. Again, I love technology. Here we are right now. If it wasn't for technology, this wouldn't be happening. Hey, Nam. What's up, Nam? Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. West Coast Martial Arts. Who is that? You know, if you can show me your name, I love, I love, love, love saying hi to new people. Good morning, professor. Who is this? Who is it? Letitia from LC Accounting. My sister, I love you. Grateful that you're here. Um, and so I want to be mindful to always balance that technology. You know, we're working on focus in, in our schools right now. And I shared, I believe, the reason why it's so hard 
because children's focus is being manifested and cultivated synthetically. They're, they've learned to focus really well on electronic devices like iPads, computers, cell phones, TVs, yet it's not equal. I bet kids spend more time on an iPad focusing, on a video game focusing, on a TV focusing, on a computer focusing than they actually do with a human being. So there's a huge disconnect there. And really the joy of life for me has always been just that. I, I think it's just um, amazing to be able as a human being to look somebody in the eye and connect with them emotionally. And isn't that what we do as instructors? That's why when they did that whole Walmart thing, I don't know if you remember it, um, they were doing martial arts schools in Walmarts where there was an assistant who wasn't really a black belt or not. And all the lessons were posted virtually, virtually, man, they were posted virtually. And so you had this virtual instructor teaching and someone just kind of supervising the kids. So I guess they didn't kill each other, right? And, and for me, that, that's scary. Journey martial arts. What's happening, Virginia? Virginia, Virginia. And so, you know, I think it has its place. Just, I believe, out of our conditioning, because we are so device oriented. You know, like when we were in Disneyland, it was scary. I could not move without this. When we were in Vegas, I could not move without this. This opened my door, this booked my Uber, this let me order food ahead of myself. I checked out of the hotel this way. Everything was a QR code. This thing was like, you know, a growth out of my hand. And for me, that's, that's a little bit challenging. And I think we need to temper that with balance. So my thoughts again on the chat GPT is that yes, you might use it for a simple notice or something, but if you want to cultivate yourself and your message and your why and what's going to be your niche and how do you stand out from everybody else, you need to write it. And every month I write that professor's corner in the newsletter and it's overwhelming because I write that thing and I would never run that through a chat GPT or whatever the hell that thing's called. Please be real, real mindful. And as we talk about going down that rabbit hole of AI, um, I believe the people that are going to thrive and do well in this world are the new thinkers. Why? Because that AI will always need new data. Sure, it become it's self-learning and it's going to learn on its own and start cultivating that, but it does not have a pulse. It does not have a heartbeat. So it cannot process emotions in the same way that a human being can. So storytelling, which is really about that emotional connection, can only be cultivated from human to human on a human level. You with me? So please do not get lazy. Do not get dumbed down by this. Do not be sleep sheep being led to slaughter on this, have the discipline to sit there and write your social media posts, have the discipline to write your newsletter each month, have the discipline to tell your story as only you can. And each one that you write, trial and error, mistake and all, you will be coming closer and closer to a crystal clear picture of your version of success and your why. Okay. But again, you know, I used it the other day to write that we're closed for New Year's. Sure, that's fine. I mean, that's not rocket science. I, it's just simple information, simple data. But I was very, very scared when I sat there and wrote, write me an article that on um, poetry and base it upon what Edgar Allan Poe and uh, 
Jim Morrison would say. It was scary. It's just freaking scary because all this too is going whoom, and grabbing all this data. And I know everyone's talking about it. They're raging about it. You know why? Because I'm going to say it. You know, we're a lazy culture. And if I can save a minute, cut a corner and have some AI write uh, this article for me, and then all of a sudden I'm an authority on it. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because you don't have the learned life experience to back that up. And that's one of my key points talking in today about how to build a million dollar single location in the martial arts industry. Right? It took that Genesequa. It took that niche. It took me. It took my vision. Not some AI chat freaking bot to do that. So I'm going to really challenge you on that. But make no mistake, I gather data. I gather information. And through applied learning, it becomes knowledge. And that knowledge is cultivated into wisdom. It's cultivated into wisdom. I don't care how many, you know, chat things that Steve Steph Curry looks at. Until he stands on that court and shoots that three ball over and over again, it's never going to happen. So if you really want to separate yourself from that and again, get out of the line of the masses, everybody doing the same damn thing, then you need to have the discipline to hone your craft. Am I clear? Put it in there. Put it in the comments. Am I clear? Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think we're going to double down, Master Raymore. I said that coming out of this pandemic, I'm going to double down on humanism. Yeah, we still have virtual classes and virtual private lessons. I and mean, here we are right now virtually, but I double down on humanism. I double down when I look at that mom and say, oh, mom, did, did you get a haircut? Oh, very cool. Or that kid who comes in, how was Disneyland? Just remembering those things. Or yesterday, a student came in that quit and he gave me a thank you letter, right? Instead of sending me a freaking email. And I told them, we love you, sir. Thank you so much for the time you spent here. And hey, man, if you ever want to come back, we're right here. We're right here. You know, and to have that type of humanism, that value where you put people before profits, the relationship above anything is really one of the huge reasons why we are a million dollar single location. All right. And we'll get into that in a minute. So I really just want you to good. Thank you. Crystal clear. Please, because you are all special, unique individuals. I wrote that in the Disruptor page, why I created the Disruptors, because you are all new thinkers. That is why you chose to become a small business owner, because you want to do it your way, right? If you want to do it my way, why? I don't live your life. I don't pay your rent. I don't feed you. The digital marketers and every other consultant salesperson out there will do one thing and one thing only. Feed their ego by saying, my way is better. I make more money than you, so you need to do it my way. I have proof. I have the bank account to prove it. I have the car that I drive, the house that I live in to prove to you I'm better than you. So do it my way. That's what you pay me for. Oh, not for me. Not for me. But I'm the first one to listen in right? Success leaves clues. So again, you see that yin-yang temperament that I want you to be ever, ever mindful of, okay? Please be mindful of that because your version of success may not be my version of success. Cool? All right. So Master Raymore, what does it say if that AI pulls info for steps to making a million dollar school and pulls info from your content? Will AI be able to take a relationship building and consideration, or is that our edge? Well, it can take data, but remember, there's that certain thing, right? The condition of the human spirit, the unforeseen. Oh, man, this camera's acting up today. 
Help me, camera. Help me. Because I want to be here with you. I don't know why this camera is doing that today. Yet, it is. So just bear with me as it does. See? Here's an example of technology not doing what it's supposed to, right? Camera, focus on me. Okay. So, Master, here's a great example of that, okay? Look at that, the, the um, safety from the Buffalo Bills, right? Right? He had that heart attack. And... Everybody stopped and the outpouring of love. AI cannot quantify those actions that happened. A video going viral, you know, for no reason at all, where nobody anticipates anything, right? The new one is that 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 freaking dance that, uh, I don't know, Jenna Ortega, what's her name, Marco, from Wednesday, right? I watched that dance with my daughter because my daughter wanted to watch that. I'm going to try to fix this thing. Am I there? Come on there, camera. Or it could be StreamYard. I don't know. But see, here's an example of technology. And so um, when they were interviewing Jenna on that thing, you know what she said? I just made up that freaking dance. She didn't watch videos. She didn't grab that stuff from anything. or She just simply made up a freaking dance. All right, Marco, I'm going to try to fix this camera. Hold on. Because it's just making me nuts. Back to here. Come back to this thing. Okay, it's there. And so there's an example, right? And now that thing's like the most watched Netflix, billions of hours of viewing time. She just made up a dance. AI couldn't make up the dance the way that she did in that moment. So Master Raymar, yes, it could take all the data from the dance she did, the video footage, everything, and cultivate something and try to replicate it. Absolutely, absolutely. But in that moment when she made that freaking dance, it was her being human. So I do believe we need to double down on that humanism. Make no mistake, but I will leverage I will leverage technology to the hilt, always. I would never drive anywhere without a GPS, right? I mean, it's simple. So let's not digress. Hey, what's up? Don O'Neill, succeed martial arts. Yep, yep. Yeah, see, that's AI in the camera. Right now, they're pissed off at me. Everybody in the tech world is going, hey, listen to this guy talking crap about us. Let's mess with his stuff, right? Sure, sure. Okay, so let's go deep. How to build a million dollar single location. Now you saw the numbers, right? We did a million and 40 in Millbrae for 2022 and San Francisco did 803. Now, why the difference? Because Millbrae has a built-in after-school program, 26 kids at $760 a month, roughly 20,000 a year. So that's 20,000 times 12 months, 240,000. You add that 240,000 on top of the 803 in San Francisco. And what do you get? You get a million 40. So we're very, very happy with San Francisco. But my goal now is to get San Francisco. And the only way we're going to do that, because there's no need for an after school program, we can only achieve it two ways in San Francisco. One, increase our classes, class size, which I believe we still have room for that. Absolutely. We're still, San Francisco's at about 450. It's still got room for another 50. You, you do the math on that, everybody. If I can add another 50 students to San Francisco, times that by what? I don't know. We're up to about 225 is our average ticket now. Times 225, what do you get out of that? Let's see if I can do that faster than freaking AI. So that's roughly, I don't know about $13,000 a month times that by 12. There you go. So we're closing on the million dollar mark. And that's only 50. If we can get San Francisco up to about 550, then it's a different day. So we have room for another 100 students easy. So that is our goal, 
right? Because I do believe in goals, but I'm going to share with you passionate about that. Here's how this all came about. All right. Growing up dirt poor when money was short, I used to think a million dollars was a lot of money. That was it. Very simple. I realized I could never make a million dollars in 1,200 square feet, right? The standard model in our industry. Back then, it was United Studios of Self-Defense. You know, ATA was coming up, and everybody had 1,400 square feet, 100, 150 students, do it three to five miles down the road, right? I said, well, that's not what I want to do. So I envisioned 3,700 square feet, roughly five to 600 students. There's your million dollars. Do the math. Five classes a day, 30 people in a class, Monday and Wednesday, there's 150. Do the same thing on Tuesday and Thursday, now we're at 300. Do the same thing Friday, Sunday or Saturday. We're open at seven days a week, by the way. And I'm going to share the shift in that though. And so that's how we got a million dollars. You follow me? And we're at about a 35% net. Okay? So that to me was the business model. Now I realize a million dollars is not a lot of money. And so I move forward. Here's what's unique about our culture. Uh, the whole thing that trips people out, which makes them challenge me because it pullbacks their covers, it leaves them uneasy, I believe, is the fact that we produce this type of revenue with no contracts, no upgrades, no belt testing fees, no enrollment fees, no cancellation fees, no built-in retail sales, no sales scripts. We do not have sales meetings in my business. I do not sit with the team from San Francisco and say, you need to get 20 new students this month. That never happens. Never, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever. That is not how we behave. I know my numbers. I study my KPIs. I make pivots, run a little more ads, do this or that. But I never put that on my team. We'll have a meeting right after this. You know what our discussion is going to be? Revamping our right belt curriculum. We're always looking at that zero to 18 months where we know, you know, attrition rate is the highest and better that process and better that process. So those things we do do, a lot. We do a lot, but we don't spend time. To, and that freaks people out. They go, what? You don't have meetings where you talk about your KPIs and quotas? Never, never, because it's not our culture. It is not what we do. Now, it's not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm simply sharing how we do it and what's unique about that and how we're able to achieve that goal. Cool. All right. Another big thing I looked at is I really, really believe at a heart level that if I put people before profits, if I put the relationship above all, that once you endear this tribe to you, they will spend more money with you, right? Because hell or high water, I don't care what state I'm in, I will not let my children go without. You follow me? My children will not go without because if they do, I'm a failure as a parent. So even through the pandemic, you know, and I share this information openly and I'm going to share it right now, right now. In 2019, I think, Letitia, what did I take home in 2019? Can you put it in there, Tish? Letitia's here. She, she's my, my bookkeeper. She'll account for this. What did I take home in 2019? Because I want you to hear this. This is one of the big things to building a million dollar single location. Okay, Letitia, put it in there. Because I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want you to think I'm making this up. Letitia, you there? Put it in there. How much money did I take home? Hold on. She's got to tell me, hold on. How much money did I take home in 2019? Because this is one of the pivotal reasons why we are where we are. Okay. Hero martial arts. What's happening? 
Hey, can somebody share this on my personal page, Marco? Did you share this on my personal page? Somebody share this on Kids Love Life Skills. Someone share this on It's Time Mentoring. It's Time Good. Share, share, share. Share, share, share. Share it, please. Is that for me to share that, Marco? Is that why you posted that? Oh, good. Wonderful. So Letitia's going to put it in there. And and because I want you to know I'm not making this stuff up because this is pivotal to my philosophy of why I do what I do and how and why I do what I do. Okay? Because I understand. I believe a great business knows when to contract and a great business knows when to expand. Gross and net. What was my gross? What was my net? Sure. Well, so let's start with gross because everyone asks us, what's your gross? What's your net? Mm. Come on. And so that's the one thing, you know, I think I bring to the plate as a consultant, as a mentor, after owning businesses for 30 plus years, why is it that I'm still standing? Why is it that I've never had to get a day job? Why is it that I'm in this position? Because thinking wise, I understand great businesses know when to contract and great businesses know when to expand, right? But the big thing I think we need to realize because we're in such a personality driven industry that ultimately if you're going to create a business that that's going to support you and your thinking and your lifestyle, you cannot do it alone. You can't, you can't, nor should you, right? Nor should you. So I want to be transparent with this and really share with you these numbers. Where you at Tisha? Let's go, man. Okay. So my gross, SF gross for 2019, what the heck is that? A million 136 is, Tisha, help me out. My, I, me, me, just me. What, what did I gross in 2019, okay? So long story short, I'm, I'm gonna tell you roughly what I remember the numbers are. Uh, that's okay. I think I personally grossed, my net was 320,000. My what? Okay, so the San Francisco net was three hundred twenty thousand. Great. What was my net in Millbrae? Okay, my net was three twenty. Follow me on this. Follow me on this. My net was three twenty in San Francisco. What was my net in Millbrae? Okay, that's my net three twenty in San Francisco, three twenty six oh eight. Now, come on, uh, this is real important stuff. So I want you to stay with me, okay? Stay with me on this. This is super important because this is going to just freak you out, man. This is going to rock your freaking brain. Okay. What was my net in Millbrae, Tish? And so with that said, you know, people are perplexed why the average employee has been with me 10 years or longer, right? People talk about TJ. What a rock star. TJ's okay, great. So my net in Millbrae was 379,000. So put those two numbers together. What do you get? What do you get? 32608 and 379263. What do we get? Rock stars. You know, TJ's been with me since he was, I don't know, 14 years old. His brother Lucas has been with me. It's the only job he's really worked. He has some photography work. My sister Michelle has been with us 15 years. TJ's mom has been with us 20 years. His sister Carrie Ann has been with us since she was 14. I think she's 27 now. Uh, Sifu Fiddler has been with us for eight, nine years now. You know, yeah, TJ's awesome. Freaking TJ's a rock star. I love TJ as a partner, as a son. And, 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 and just, I mean, it goes so far. It goes so far. So, 
you add those two numbers together, I think we're up around 700,000. In 2020, I took home, what what, what 699, 699, 871. That's what I net. I net that in 2019. What did I net, Letitia, in 2020? Come on, pandemic, worst time of our life, right? For many of us, what did I net? What did I net? Give them this cold, funky number. It's funky as funky as funky can be, right? And everyone's going, come on, come on. And everybody coming aboard, say hello. So continue. The, the, the point I'm trying to make, and Letitia will put that god-awful number in there, is you need to take care of your team. We have a 401k. We have vacation with pay. We have, you know, um, medical siphons. We have all those things. They're there. And so what I recognized in 2020 with the great resignation, the pandemic, we lost a couple of key players. My ability to contract, I came back to work. Before the pandemic, I was barely working, barely. But they needed leadership. They needed something more. Because, yeah, we are a systems-driven business. They don't need me there. They were doing what they were. Come on. I was working hardly at all. And I took home almost $700,000. But in 2020, at the height of the pandemic, it was probably my worst year since freaking 2005, something like that. Look at that. Look what I took home. $111,000. Tisha, how much percentage of raises did we give our team? Some of them was up to 25% raises, correct? Right, I know that. Uh, some of them got a 25% raise because I knew the only way we were going to survive this pandemic, come out of this pandemic and look at the numbers today. Look at the numbers today, right? What did Milbury do? A million 40, San Francisco 803. Without that team, there's no freaking way we were going to survive the pandemic. There's no freaking way we were going to be where we are today. No way, right? Plus bonus checks. Yeah, couple of my guys got a $20,000 raise in a 12-month period. Think about that. So I think that was huge for us. And I know people might have thought I was crazy. Sure, we got a half a million dollars in PPP and all the rest. And of course, my income has gone way back up now exponentially since then. Exponentially, am I saying that right? Help me out. So you see where I'm going with that, people? So that's a huge one. You want to build a million-dollar single location, you cannot do it alone. Write that down. You cannot do it alone. So what have we learned? Number one, figure out how to do it your way. Have that number. I was very clear on that number. A million dollars, but I was not doing it with contracts, upgrades, belt accessories. Then I didn't resonate with my personal values, not who I am. Number two, I could not do it alone. Without that team, I was always in a very volatile position. If I got sick or hurt and couldn't work a day in my life, that business is gone. Gone. Okay, the next one, three, is really about building a business, you know, that is not dependent upon me. So team was number one. Number two was systems. Systems. I tell that story all the time. When I met two, went into one of his schools, he said, I haven't been here in three months. And I said, you're sacrilegious. You got to teach every day. He says, no, you don't. So I recognized when he asked me that question, if you get sick or hurt and couldn't work a day in your life, how long would it be before that business closed? Six months. Six months. And at that time, we were doing a million dollars a year. But I had a bunch of teenagers. So we were in a different space. And I recognized that. So with that said, 
The first thing I did is what is the most important thing if I die tomorrow? These classes get taught. So I spent a whole year, a whole year sitting in Starbucks or Pete's Coffee, one of the two. And I would spend two to three hours a day writing systems. You saw my instructor's training experience. That's year one. I'm revamping that right now. We're creating a year two. You saw that. I needed to create career packages, a clear path. You know, TJ taught me that because we were trying to get Lucas aboard. He said, I wouldn't tell Lucas to work for us. I said, well, uh, we'll make it his life. I said, well, you have. Well, that's my choice. We don't have a career package. Well, enlighten me, young men, right? 401k, medical siphon, vacation with pay, a path to advancement, right? All those things need to be there. And, you know, who's better to sell my company to or partner with other than TJ? TJ can make the most money off it. It's worth the most to him. Average Joe coming through that door, what am I going to sell him? Mats, mirrors, some beat up bags. There's no guarantee those, those students are going to be there, even with your contracts. The biggest guarantee is the average person will be there a year if that's what the contract says. So I recognize you know, that the martial arts industry is a very bad business model to franchise. It's a very bad, and we witness it all the time. Look what happened with, you know, I love kickboxing. Look at the news out there now. You know, we're, we're one of the only industries where mom and pop individual stores are much bigger than franchises, right? If you look at the hamburger industry, right? McDonald's, Burger King, Five Guys, Wall Burger, In-N-Out Burger, on and on. There's more franchises of that than there are mom and pop hamburger joints. But in our industry, there's not. But still, if we're going to create a sustainable business, we need to think big like a franchise. We need to think that way. Ooh, 2021. Ooh, yeah, is, is that, that, hey, that's good. 2021 was 718,000. Was that net, Letitia? Was that net? Talk to me. I don't know what that number is there for. So I understand it. See, the yin to the yang is, you know, some of you may only ever own one location. That's cool. But if you're going to own location, you know what that, that comes down to today for me, I'm, I'm going to put this on your plate because this is a big part of that process is what is your number? right? Everybody should have a number to retire on, right? My number is I need to make about two to $300,000 a year, take home, right? Double that. Now we're at 600,000 because of taxes, right? Taxes and all that other stuff. So roughly close to 600,000 a year. Okay, great. How much revenue do I need to generate at 10% a year, right? Average stock market, you know, what I take out in dividends, et cetera, et cetera. So I need to have about $6 million, in savings by the time I'm done. Long story short, you with me? Everybody follow that? So I have that number and I'm working toward that number. That is my goal by the time, if I ever decide to retire. I think retirement is for people that hate their freaking life. That's it, right? I like teaching. I like sharing with you. I love consulting. Why would I stop that? Why do you think Warren Buffett wakes up every day and goes to work? He loves it. He loves what he does. It's got nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with retirement. It gives him purpose. So I think what's beautiful, and me and Sam talk about that because he's in his 60s and he has total financial freedom. He loves teaching because it keeps him in shape. It manages his stress. He feels good about who he is and what's going on in his life. You with me? Anybody with me on that? So I want you to think about that one for a moment, okay? And think about that. Super, super important. All right. So what have we learned up to this point, right? Got to do it your way. 
I got to do it with an amazing team. I have to do it with systems. And the main ones are replacing you on the floor teaching. Okay. And I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. And then, of course, the fourth one is what is that number? What is that number? See, I could take that hit in 2020 because I have other revenue streams. My virtual e-learning stuff and all the webinars and stuff I did and my consulting helped subsidize that. Letitia and her brilliance with the PPP and the ERC helped shore up everything. But see, that's, that's what I do believe I understand about business. When I contracted like that and went down from what? 700,000? In 2019, all the way down to 111,000 in 2020. How could somebody take a huge hit like that? Because I knew where to cut. I knew, you know, I tell school owners all the time, you want to make more money, cut your expenses. Right now, you want to make more money, cut your expenses. Letitia and I sat there and we're looking at subscriptions, some freaking $10 a month subscription. If we're not using it, it's a waste of money. Get rid of it, Right. We're adding a bunch of new TVs, but we're trying to watch money right now because I think the first six months of this recession is going to be huge, right? I bought a freaking TV 45 minutes away for 600 bucks. That, that would have cost us a thousand something locally. And I got to drive 45 minutes. I'm okay with that. You with me? I could be driving a brand new Tesla right now. I have a car, a Lexus 350. It's fully paid for. I don't look at cars as assets, the liabilities. So again, do not you know, spend more than you make. If I make $100 and I spend 50, I have 50 in the bank. I make a million dollars and I spend 2 million, I'm a million dollars in debt. So I'm not big on debt, right? Other than my home, right? What we did with the remodel and stuff, I have no debt, no debt. And that's important to me. So we're always paying off these credit cards, paying down these credit cards. That is crucial for what we do. And it's very important to us to cultivate that. So I think that's the next one. So let's review. One, establish how you're going to do it your way. Two, do it with a great team. Three, do it with systems. Number one, replace you on the floor. And then number four, what is your exit? What is your exit strategy? What is that number that you need to have when you retire? Add in social security, your pension, whatever that's all going to be. Get that number together because that number is real, real important. Well, I'm only 20. Hey, you work on that stuff now. You can retire when you're 40, technically, right? So be mindful of that. That's something you should always be looking at. But don't squander. We just got back from Disneyland. Letitia, don't tell how much I spent. We just went to Disneyland and we decided an impromptu to Vegas. I'm in a different position than a lot of people in the average in our industry. That's neither good nor bad. That's simply reality. Yet, we'll still do things like Drive 40 minutes to get a TV that would have cost several thousand because it's the last one they have on this sale. So I'm ever mindful of that. I don't believe rich people are, are um, what is the word for it? Cheap. I believe smart, rich people are frugal. I'll spend $1,000 a night on the Grand Californian at Disney. And then I'll cut expenses by going and buying a TV for $6.99. You feel me? I was spending $400 a month on Pete's coffee between me, my wife, grabbing stuff for the team. What, what did we do? We got a Breville, but I'm going to preframe this. We got a Breville through my wife's cousin who got a great family discount, 40% off, who works for a certain company. And now I get organic coffee and I make that for like a third of the price. So instead of paying $400 a month, guess what? I pay about $100, $150 a month for the coffee my wife and I drink. You feel me? So, you know, and it's better for me. I'm drinking organic coffee. I mean, it's just, you know, it's really about how you want to think about that. That's real, real important. Cool. 
Hey, keep saying hello. I see a lot of people sitting in the cloud there. Come aboard, say hi, tell me where you're at. So which leads me to the next thing. So we know what our exit number is. You need to create a budget and a business plan. That is that is so important. I watch school owners spend money just, you know, and I do it sometimes, but thank God I got Letitia kicking me in the butt every time. You know, anytime I spend something, she scrutinizes me. What did you spend that on? Why? Why? Right? There you go. So you don't have a budget. You don't stick to the budget. Right. You need to do that, especially when you're up and coming, especially when you're around 100, 150. It's very easy to take those 150 students and piss it away by draining all this money, you know, into digital marketing because you think it's going to get you to 200. What you should be doing is taking that money and investing in a team because that tipping point is about 150, 175 where you and you alone can do it. But once you're getting up around 200, 225, 250, you cannot do that alone. You will burn out. You will freaking burn out and the quality of the instruction will suffer. So those of you around 100 to 150 should be seeing the vision. If I'm going to get to 200, 250, 300, I need my second. Write that down. That's huge to what we do. If I didn't have TJ, I would be working like a dog. I'm back to working two days a week teaching and I offer TJ to teach more. And he doesn't want to make me do that. I'm cool. I'm good with it. I'm good with it, man. And I love TJ. He gets me. He gets my vision. But I'm transparent with that. You know, so write that down. Be transparent. Show your people the books. Be honest. Because they're thinking, wow, you did this much money? No, here's all the expenses that go with that. Right? So I think it's important that sense of transparency in any relationship, that level of communication in any relationship is vital, is vital. So what does this have to do with getting 10 more students, right? You believe the key to being a million-dollar martial arts single location is getting more students. I believe the key to building a million-dollar single martial arts school location is, number one, product. Your curriculum is the product, right? You need to have a great product. As I say again and again and again, you want to put a bad restaurant out of business Give them great marketing. Okay? Give them great marketing. Number two, <clears throat> amazing staff, right? Think of the restaurant, okay? The product curriculum is food. Great food. Two, killer, killer staff. Waiters, maitre d's, bus boys, the whole nine yards, bartender, whatever. Killing a highly trained, amazing staff. Number three, ambience. I cannot tell you how many schools I've gone into that are funky and stinky. And it's like, what are you thinking? Right? I, I tell this story all the time because it's so gross. I was working with a school owner in Florida. And the first thing I said to her is, I want you to go in your bathroom and tell me what it smells like. She said, what? I'm paying you how much money to consult me? You want me to walk in my bathroom and do what? I said, go into your bathroom and smell it. She went in the bathroom and smelled. She came out and went, that was gross. I said, what? It smells like, listen to this. This is pretty disgusting. You ready? Man ass. I said, what? I said, oh, horrible, right? Horrible. So your ambiance of your school is so, so, so important. You want to build a million, million dollar location? You're not doing that with a stinky, funky Look in school, 
A coat of paint goes a long, long way and some elbow grease. Making sure that bathroom is clean all the time is vital because it's one of the focal points in your business is that bathroom needs to be clean, right? So we got through the ambiance. So again, killer food, killer wait staff, killer ambiance. And then last but not least, probably even more important should go at the front and back of all of that, culture. Culture, right? Salespeople, because the way they're conditioned, get people to buy into it, right? They buy into it. The problem with salespeople, they don't think long game. They don't think the relationship. Salespeople are designed to do what? Close the deal. Because once they close the deal, they move on to close the next deal and close the next deal and close the next deal, right? Closes the next deal. Yeah, it does cross your mind, Master Raymond. I think it's a huge miss when um, I see this amazing restaurant and the bathrooms are funky. So the difference between a one, a two, and a three, one is data that they gather, Master Raymore. <clears throat> but for example, we have a one-star Michelin-rated Chinese place because they serve this one dumpling, Silimbao. You know, it's a soup dumpling. That one dumpling got them a one-star because so many people raved about it. They checked the quality of this. This, this soup dumpling is just amazing, right? But to get to a two and three star, three star is the total package, the total package. And then above that, James Beard Awards, things like that, right? The total package. And that's really what you want to be and do, right? I can't tell you how much we exemplify that. I watch my team. If you guys come out to It's Time Live, watch TJ, you know, watch TJ. TJ, my whole team, the hello, the goodbye, you know, everything we, we, we resonate is that live your best life, living your best life. So salespeople, and this is why I don't use outside sources for digital marketing. Have I? Many, many times, many times. But right now at the point we are, and please, you may not be where we are. I'm going to share that passionately. You know, one of the mistakes I made with one of my clients, I said, go ahead, post your, your, your uh, prices at your website. Go ahead. Go ahead. We do it because we're transparent. And he saw a dip in business, a dip. And I realized, and Steven Reinstein said this to me, says, you know, the position you're in is a lot different. You guys are established. You've consistently been serving this community at a high level for 20 plus years. So you can post your price is transparently. If you look at our Google Insights, most people search for us by name. One martial arts. Can you believe that? Majority of our searches are by name. That's pretty powerful. That's really freaking powerful. So I want to be mindful of that. I want to be mindful of that. So with that said, you know, salespeople will get people to buy you. I don't believe that is a great way to begin a healthy with the potential of sustainable and long-term, okay? And that's when I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to build a million-dollar single location, you need to think like a farmer. Long game. Think the long game. Just like your retirement. Think long game. A great, sustainable, long-term generational business. Think long game. Okay, because salespeople, it's a quick fix, instant gratification. Boom, I'll get you 30 leads right now for, you know, $30. Da, 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 da. You see it all the time on the internet. Every one of these digital marketers are selling you that story. 
Now we've all used the digital marketers. We get the big buzz for the first month or so, then boom, it dips. Anybody with me on that? Because it's just, you know, it's just, you know, it's just smoke and mirrors, man. It's smoke and mirrors because if I'm not running any digital ads or I'm running them half-heartedly, or I have no idea how to run a digital ad, if anybody with half a brain that does digital marketing takes over my stuff, of course I'm going to see better than what I'm doing in the first couple of months. Absolutely. No, no, show that to me day in and day out, week after week, month after month, year after year. Show that to me and we have a real relationship. But they're not designed that way. Salespeople are designed for sizzle up front. They don't think long-term. I want to close this deal, go on to the next one. Close this deal, go on to the next one, right? Okay? All right. So Master Raymore took five years for him to get to the point where they're searching for him by name. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. So I do not want anybody to buy into one martial arts. You Write this down. If you want to build a million-dollar single location, stop getting people to buy. They buy because you sell. I sell this, you buy this, I sell it to you. I sell it to you, you buy it, right? It's transactional. I'm going to sell you something and you're going to buy it. That's a salesperson's mentality, which is cool. That's fine. That's fine, right? But again, sitting in that meeting and they're going, man, you know, our, our, our phones are a lot more expensive than anybody else's. Our tablets are more expensive than everybody else, Steve. You know, uh, salespeople going, I don't know about that, man. You know, our computers are, are a lot more costly than most computers out there, Steve. Steve's going, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm not selling them anything. I'm creating something that people can believe in. So stop getting people to buy into what you do. Get them to believe in what you do. You with me? And that's something Conrad AI can never do. They can take data and sell you something, but to get you to believe in it, what is belief? What is faith? Believing in what you can't see. And when that person comes in with the kids 30 minutes before class, sits there and has their little snack, and they're hanging out 40, 45 minutes after their class, they don't even know why. They just love being in our culture. They just love being there, hanging out, being part of what we do. You with me? Anybody with me? So ask yourself that question. What is it going to take for people to believe in what you do? Not buy into it, believe in what you do. Okay? What is it going to take? What, what's that going to take? That farmer mentality. When that farmer rototills the ground, pulls the weed and fertilizes it, he believes that's going to produce an amazing crop. When he plants those walnut seeds and covers it over and starts watering it, he's looking at that dirt all nice and rich and beneath it is walnut seeds. He believes he's going to create these amazing walnut trees, right? These amazing walnut trees. It takes, look it up, somebody look it up because I'm, I'm not 100% sure. How many years does it take to grow a mature walnut tree that produces walnuts? Go, somebody figure that out for me. How many years, how many years before that thing is ever, ever going to produce walnuts that you could sell? Yep. You have to take time to develop relationships. Absolutely, Letitia. Absolutely. Living by your mission and purpose. Absolutely. Conrad, you have to take time 
Oh, AI has no belief system. It doesn't. It's simply data driven. Thank you, Conrad. It doesn't. And that's it. You know, when people believe in what you do, you know, when we moved from a thousand students to 750 virtually, then we moved them into some freaking parking lot and they followed us everywhere. That was powerful. That was freaking insane. But it wasn't because when you cultivate a trade, a tribe of raving fans that believe in what you do, it's unlimited. The potential is unlimited. Two to four years. Thank you, Nick. And then up to 15 years, Letitia says. You get the point. He ain't making money for the first two to four years or up to 15. But once that thing starts producing walnuts, how much, how much, you know, work goes into that at that point? Not a lot. Prune it, pick it, you know, make sure it doesn't get rotten roots on whatever, you know, that has to. So that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, you guys are looking for the quick fix instant gratification. And I watch school owners blindly spend money left and right looking for a quick fix, looking for instant gratification. And I tell them, don't work with me then. Don't work with me. I'm not your guy because I'm not going to sell you a pipe dream, a bunch of smoke and mirrors for you to fail. I'm going to tell you this is what it takes. Everything from considering rebranding your school to writing your purpose statement, discovering your core values, to revamping your curriculum, writing systems for staff training, you know, really looking at your marketing, whether it's in-house or digital or community, whatever that all adds up to. It's all of it. And you as an individual better become well-versed because every time you outsource something, you're blindly giving everything over to somebody else. And if you don't have working knowledge, you can't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with a lawyer. You can't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with a real estate person in lease negotiations. Now, make no mistake, when it comes to the final deal, I always go through a lawyer. Always. I always run it by my accountant. I always run it through my bookkeeper. But if I can't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with Letitia or my lawyer or my accountant or the general contractor and have enough working knowledge to make an educated decision that's not only going to save me money, but get the best product possible for what we need, then I will lose. You will never build a million dollar business because you're always going to be bleeding yourself dry because you're lazy and you choose to let that lazy cultivate into ignorance and you're blindly paying people money. See, the beauty about growing up when money was short is we couldn't call a plumber. We couldn't, we, there was, that was not an option. We had to get under that sink and I watched my papa figure that shit out. There was no internet. There was no YouTube videos. There was no, hey, Google, Alexa, Siri, none of it, none of it, none of it. If he wanted to find something out about plumbing, he had to go to the library, pull out a freaking Rolodex card from a drawer this freaking wide, go down aisles and aisles of books and then pull out this book, which could be, you know, look like some really bad Ikea instruction and try to figure it out. That is what I love. And that's the biggest thing I'm going to share with you today. You need to develop common sense. Common sense. The ability to figure things out is very empowering. It truly, truly is. And that is why I'm not for the chat, GPI, blah, blah, blah. But if you lack common sense, like any other habit of gratitude or empathy or, or, or any of it, it can be cultivated through practice, through practice right? Through practice. I do it with my kids all the time. What do you think? What needs to happen here? I don't know. No, 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 no. Take a moment and think what needs to happen here. 
to correct this, to fix this, because it's really that common sense is what's lacking in the world today, especially when it comes to business. Everybody is a life coach. Why? Because the internet says it's a quick way to make money really, really fast. Tons and tons and tons of people are digital marketers, and they all want to help people and impact the world because it's a quick way to make a buck. It simply is. It simply is. Anybody who works with me, I tell you right away, it's going to be a lot of freaking work. Why did we survive the pandemic? I'm not afraid of hard work. I will outwork anybody. Anybody, anybody, and everybody. Because my standard is high. So I know if my standard's high and I'm constantly raising that bar, I will always be outworking everybody because it's my life, right? So what it's come down to with that, that common sense you need to cultivate. I want you to really challenge yourself to think. To think. In the position you're in right now, you want to grow your you want to grow your school by 50 students. Put it in the comments. What do you need to do? Go. What do you need to do right now to grow that school by 50 students? Go. Put it in the comments. And while we do that, we're going to talk about It's Time Live Balance. We're going to move the date uh, for two reasons. One, um, I want to be able to set up a payment plan for everybody. Two, I'm flying out to the East Coast in April to, do, to hang out with Marco and do that stuff. Um, so that needs to happen. So we're setting it up for August. What's the dates in August? I believe it's August 12th to August 15th. But like Marco said, book it now and schedule your flight. You try to book a ticket to fly out in August, in August, you're screwed. It's going to be really, 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 really expensive. Book it now. Book it now. I'm also going to set it up because I know a lot of new small school owners want to come with a payment plan. We do four days, 20 people. That's it. Four days, 20 people. That's it. It's intense, you know, and it costs money, right? I, someone said, I said, don't ask me how much for my mentoring program. The better question is, what are you worth? What are you worth? And if you're worth a lot of money, then invest that money in yourself. Okay. Okay. So let me look, Jason, hire staff. Yeah. But I want to eliminate the word hire. Okay. I want to replace the word hire with partner, with cultivate, with invest in relationships. That's, that's what I want to look at. Hire, fire. It's a standard HR term. It sucks. There's no je ne sais quoi. There's no love there. There's no emotional connection. I can hire you. I can fire you. They go together, don't they? Don't they? So let's eliminate the word hire, Jason. Find something unique to your culture, what you guys do in, in, in your school that could replace the word hire, right? Ours is, are you the one? Because we're one martial arts. So instead of hiring you, we say, are you the one? Question mark. And then it says, you believe in living your best life. Da, 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 da. And then we really cultivate who this person is or who they aspire to be, right? We stop putting now hiring. You watch a lot of the great companies are putting things like join our team or be part of our family. I'm seeing that a lot. People are dropping the word hire, you know, on, on a lot of those things. Go look at, at you know, ZipRecruiter and places like that. They're really getting rid of that keyword. 
Thursdays at 640 are now dedicated instructor training. I love it, Nam. I love it. We have it too. <clears throat> we have, we're, we're heavy into that, right? I, when I get off this, I'm going to sit with the team. Because I, I think the thing with staff training, though, where people go awry, Nam, is, is they have to be mindful to make sure that they have a syllabus. You don't want to get together and just train. It's not another class. It needs to be very specific. So this month we're teaching Yellow Stripe 13 and 14. There's one for year one. There's a set for year two, year three, year four. In instructor's training, that's what we go over. How to teach it, how to teach it better. What are the trouble points? We really focus on how to teach better. And if we're constantly investing in teaching better, then our product's going to go like this. Our revenue will go like this. Everything will go like this, right? Develop a good product. Yeah. Develop great staff. Create an amazing experience. Cultivate a dedicated culture. I agree with all of it, Conrad. But the key thing with that, consistency. And I'm going to leave you with that. You need to be consistent. If you're turning left and right and jumping, people are not going to trust you. If I know you serve great Chinese food, next week I go and you're serving Italian. Week after that, you're serving Mexican. I'm out the door. Well, it's food. No, it's not. I trust that you are going to serve me this great Chinese food day in and day out, week after week. And that's why I come here. So it's the same thing here. Consistency cultivates trust. And I can't tell you how often I see that when you have a stock photo in a social media post right? Or you bite my stuff and you simply replicate it because you're too damn lazy to go through trial and error, make mistakes yourself, fall down and get up, right? I hate that saying, why try to reinvent the wheel? Just learn to drive the car better. Throw that out. Throw that out. I say find a better way to, you know, to transport yourself, be it Uber, be it a plane, be it a flying car. I don't know. I don't know, but get rid of that. Don't learn to reinvent the wheel. Why not reinvent the wheel? Why not there be no wheel? Why don't we use, you know, jetpacks? Uh, you know, new thinking is not governed. You know, when they say think outside the box, does that look like a box? Okay, about like that. Think outside the box. I say there is no freaking box. There's only the unlimited potential of the human spirit. Every one of you are unique and special and different. The hard part is taking what you do that's so unique and special and different and do what? Cultivate that into million-dollar single location. And we have done that year after year after year after year since 2007. We have done that consistently. But you know what's the key? We do it our way. And if that doesn't work, we pivot. And then if that doesn't work, we pivot. If that doesn't work, we pivot. And last, and I'm God, I, there's so many lasts, embrace failure. Failure is my best friend. Failure is the short path to success sometimes, right? It can be the short path to success. So I want to be ever mindful of that, all right? I want to be ever mindful of that. I'm going to go in here. Hold on a second. Talk about multitasking, right? Talk about multitasking. <clears throat> I'm coming in here right now because, as I share with you all the time, I have multiple revenue streams, right? And I need to go in here and I need to take care of some business. Bam, I'm out the door. Okay. Me and Sam Allen have such a special relationship. We have such a special relationship. So 
I love you guys, you know, and, and I'm so blessed to work with everybody. Jason, Marco, Virginia. I worked with so many school owners all over the world over the past decade. And I will continue to do so because I am a new thinker. You know, I'm I'm perplexed and, and often very upset and mad that our industry, like so many others, right, 90% of the wealth is owned by 10% of our industry. That's horrible. I'm for the hoi polloi. I'm for the common man. I want to see every one of you single mom and pop school owners cultivate your version of success. Maybe it's not a million dollar school. Maybe it's not. But do you know what your version of success is? Are you super, super hyper clear on that? And once you can see that, like back to the future, you work backwards. If that number is $6 million, right, to retire on and live a great, great life. So I'm making 10%, which is 600000 minus my taxes. I'm at about three, four 400000 a year. That works all day, every day, right? Know your numbers. Write the business plan. Understand without the team, you can't do it. Develop a unique culture. Work on your curriculum constantly. Better your staff training. Write the systems. All of this has nothing to do with getting 10 new students. It has everything to do with building a generational business. One that can create the type of lifestyle that you deserve, the type of lifestyle that you've always dreamt about, but without being well-versed and doing all the work, you'll never achieve it. Never, never, never. And do not blame anybody for your laziness, your lack of going out there and obtaining the right information, working with the right people and doing what's necessary. Common sense. It's common sense. It's cold outside, put on a freaking jacket. Your stomach growls, feed yourself. You're tired, stop working, lay down, right? Common sense. You don't need this damn smartphone to teach you you're smart. Put it down, invest in you, and I promise you, you can achieve whatever version of success that you want. Stop being a simple white belt standing in the lineup asking your instructor for kudos, right? At some point, you need to take ownership of every choice you make, everything that you do, everything that you do. Don't blame society. Don't blame the government. Don't blame the consultant. Don't blame the digital marketer. It is your life. It is your space. It is your race. You take full ownership of your failures and your successes. Cool. All right. Thank my sponsors, Marco. Let's take care of that. We got Market Muscles. We got my studio. We got Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting. Partner with all four of these people and they will help you achieve your goals. It's Time Life Balance. We're looking now at what? August 12th through the 15th. Book it now. I'm going to set up a payment plan for the smaller school owner because I know, you know, over three, four months to make those payments seem more manageable. Um, I'm also going to set up a special. You pay for the whole thing right now. I will give you a hundred bucks off or something, right? But like Marco said, book your plane now. Letitia's locked in the Millwood Inn, 20 school owners, four days. I will change your life. I don't guarantee anything, but I believe it'll change your life. Cool. It's time live balance, August 12th through the 15th, 2023 right here in Millbury, California. I'm Brandon Bliso. I want to thank you so, so, so much, so much, so much for choosing to be part of the Disruptors. Share this with as many school owners that you can. You are my purpose. The small school owner, you are my purpose. 
and I am devoted to you. I am committed to you. And it is my passion and purpose to help you achieve your version of success. Cool. All right. I'm Brandon Blee, so thank you to Marco for holding down the fort. As always, I appreciate you, sir. Everybody who's here today, all of you, Conrad, thank you, uh, Master Ramo, for your input. Letitia, Nick, Jason, Nam, um, Don, O'Neill, Ashton, everybody that's hanging out. I love the comments. I love your input because we do not do this alone. What makes life amazing is as a collective, we make it happen. This is Success Never Sleeps. I am Brandon Beliso. Until we talk again, please, 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 you go out there, live your best life. Mm -hmm.